Hello and welcome to this edition of Big Fish Small Pod for Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. And if you are new to the Small Pod, here we like to give you all the information about the Marlins for that particular day all season long in 10 minutes or less. And Marlins fans, uh, coming off the series versus the Rangers, I want to talk a little bit about that. But most of this episode, I want to go in-depth on some of the top prospects on the Marlins and how they're performing midway through the MLB season down on the minors. Um, but first, against the Rangers, uh, Miami did get swept 3 nothing um, against the Rangers, and it was not pretty. Um, the Rangers just, just are just a more offensive team. Um, be able to hit home runs, uh, gather so many hits. They're just they're they're a World Series contender when you compare it to the Marlins, who are just battling for a wild card spot and maybe even lucky to be at that position in the first place. It's just two drastically different teams in terms of where they're at currently in the season and where maybe they want to be towards the end. Um, the Rangers are World Series contenders. They've made countless trades at the deadline to get better to move past into a World Series contender. And it, it was just a dominant performance all around from the Rangers. Miami was really disappointing um, how they played. Um, you, you go to Sandy, you know, six innings, but it gets four runs on six hits, uh, seven strikeouts. That was really great. No walks from Sandy. So from that point, was really well. But just it's, it's just the Rangers offense almost predominantly um, through the entire series, just how well they played. And it seemed like every hit they were getting was not a double, a triple, a single. It was just a home run. You look at the last one, um, Sandy Star gave, there were four home runs that game by the Rangers alone, which is something you cannot give up. 3-2 pitch, and that one is lofted. And this ball's hit much better. And this ball's hit hard. And the first pitch, Garcia hammers one. A towering blast to center. That is gone. Wow. 10 home runs given up by the Marlins that series versus the Rangers, and it's something you never want to do. Um, it seems like for the Marlins getting 10 home runs, that would probably be a week, maybe two weeks for them to get 10 home runs, and the Rangers doing it in three games. So that should really tell you the differences between these teams where the Marlins need to be what they need to be able to be a World Series contender. But going on from that little tangent on how the Marlins played for the Rangers, um, I wanted to go a little bit in-depth and talk about um, some of the Marlins' top prospects. I want to go on five pro- uh, top prospects, uh, maybe not in order in pipeline, but the guys who are currently playing this season and how well they are performing. Um, Jacob Berry, to start, started his season in high A in Beloit, uh, but with more players getting promoted and guys now um, going out to different leagues, some come to the majors, AAA, and so on. Promotions were ensued, and Jacob Berry was one of those who got promoted from high A to double A and currently in double A 771 OPS a 26 av 265 average uh, two home runs he had a really great game the other night um, for the Wahoos two for three a home run a triple four RBIs two runs two walks and a stolen base so it looks like he might be picking it up at the Pensacola Blue Wahoos in double A and maybe what uh, the Marlins have hoped for for Jacob Berry when drafting him six overall. 2-2 pitch, hammered out to right, hit well, going back, Rodriguez at the wall and gone! 
Um, only 49 at-bats so far in double-A. But he is performing better compared to what he was at in high-A. So hopefully for the Marlins, he continues on this trend from that really great performance um, a few nights ago with the Wahoos to, to continue in double-A. And hopefully maybe by this time next year, he can earn a call-up to the majors. And then going on from Jacob Berry, um, the next player would be Joe Mack going by pipeline. Um, had a skid Max Meyer injured, Dax Fulton injured. We're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about Joe Mack. It, 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 with Mack, he's really fallen off um, from his 2022 season, almost 500-point difference than what it was in his OPS in 2022, jump, um, dropping from 768 to 572. Uh, on base percentage 285 slugging 287 has not been great for the marlins only five home runs at high a beloit um just the marlins catching has not been great just or the whole organizational wise where to maybe now we're at the point trying to find diamonds in the rough in the fcl in rookie ball in in the dsl guys that that we're just trying to like who could potentially uh be moving up to, to a top prospect list for the Marlins catching-wise. The Marlins did trade Ronald Hernandez, who was looking like the top catching prospect for the Marlins long-term, but traded. Now it looks like the Marlins have to do a little bit more rethinking, retooling on who is the prime long-term catcher for the Marlins. And Joe Mack, he had the potential, but it, it has not just proven... Um, Proving that potential for the Marlins. You look at here in 2023, 93 strikeouts to only 28 walks. It's just incredible how that strikeout weight has been for him um, at all. Just, again, with the OPS, not slugging the baseball at all. In rookie ball, he really dominated there with a 906 OPS. But even in going into jumping into low A in 2022, his slugging dropped to 355, but it's still close to 100 points better than what it is now. In high A. So for Joe Mack, he really has to pick things up um, offensively if he wants to be uh, called up to double A and maybe even thought of a long term uh, future as the Marlins' primary catcher. But again, still very young, only 20 years old uh, in high A, which is really great. But it, I, I believe the next year, year and a half is going to be really um, drastic for Joe Mack to see how the Marlins will view him in the long term. And going from Joe Mack, we're going to go to Yiddy Cape, 20 years old, in high A Beloit. Uh, again, has dropped off a bit from 2022. Um, from rookie ball, his OPS has dropped significantly every um, league since rookie ball in Jupiter last season in, in 37 games, 679 OPS, Beloit, 588. Uh Really kind of like dropping off there. Home runs has really been nice there with five home runs, 16 walks to 77 strikeouts. But he is stealing bases, 15 stolen bases uh, for the Marlins. And uh, again, defensively for the Marlins and short shortstop third base is something the Marlins, again, desperately need. That's probably the, one of the biggest positions of need for the Marlins along with catcher. Long-term, and Capé uh, looks like the best you could say infield player overall for the marlins defensively and offensively um again you could go with jacob berry but jacob berry probably long-term projects as a dh 
first baseman type when you go with Yiddy Cape. Again, shortstop, third base, can play that defensively. And again, just has to prove himself a little more offensively at Beloit. Maybe a, a promotion to double A can help him there. Or maybe another year repeating. High A, again, 20 years old, still has some time to develop. Kind of like Joe Mack, the next year, year and a half will be pro- uh, will be really um, viewed a little bit drastic. Not drastic, but um, how he will be in- improving. And then lastly, in terms of these players, we're going to go with Jacob Miller uh, from the Marlins. Having just almost uh, an up and down year for him uh, in 2023, nine games started. 4.65 ERA in about 40 innings. Uh, I believe he has been, I don't want to say battling injury, just a bit. But it, it's been really up and down for him since that last uh, season, since being drafted um, by the Marlins. But with him, he, he's kind of missed a few starts, maybe gone scratched again in 2023, making a total of 11 games, 10 starts if you want to go through rookie ball and Jupiter. Uh, again, for him, another guy, 19 years old, so he's still on the learning curve to becoming just a pro player, not just you know thinking about the Marlins long term, but just being a professional baseball player in the minor leagues. So for Jacob Miller, still, again, um, a project. And we can move on from him and talk really quickly about two guys who could potentially come to the majors at any point this season. Uh, really quickly, you look at Xavier Edwards, who has just been crushing the baseball as of late uh who at any point if you know forbid someone gets injured for the marlins he could come up right away has just been so good so dominant for the marlins has been really well um just on how he has been um performing and again defensively uh has been just crushing the ball Uh, and, and you look at to start august eight for 18 for 26 Three seven three four four one four eight four this season. Um, numbers provided by Fish on the Farm. Someone that could come up instantly for the Marlins. Maybe should be on the major league team. Just how well he's performing in Triple A, and and that's gonna do it. Um, really quickly, maybe one last player to look at. Jacob Maya. Uh, up and down season so far for him. Going back to Jacksonville has not been playing well as we have hoped for. Uh, coming into this season, seven six seven OPS. But again, very young, uh, 24 years old. See how the Marlins prove. Um, see how he proves to the Marlins that he can be a major leaguer. But that's going to do it for Big Fish, Small Pod. Always go fish.